You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, check out all the good stuff we have coming out of the 2023 NFL schedule release, an early look at fantasy football, some betting lines you can look at for the season, including win totals and all that good stuff. And and here on Locked On Fantasy Football, it is the quiet time of the NFL offseason where we're looking at things uh, now with the full perspective of the free agency and draft period behind us. So we know what these teams are looking like. We have a lot of the information needed to make calls on fantasy players. And we're going to do that here with the nine guys that we're looking at. Nine guys. That's our favorite number here. We're going to do a top nine list today featuring the riskiest players to draft in fantasy football in 2023. If you missed it, we did the safest players there in our previous show, so check that out, uh, the nine safest players. A lot of uh, quarterback love in that one. We don't have any risky quarterbacks here on the list, uh, spoiler alert, but we do have a lot of running backs we want to get to. And when we say riskiest, we're not going right at the top to Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler or Jonathan Taylor. These guys are coming in with their regular risk. They've had injuries in the past, but we know what their roles are. They're going to be rather secure if they stay healthy. And part of it, this is considering health, but really about just the volatility of these players overall that we're concerned with. With McCaffrey and uh, Taylor Eckler, we know they're going to be the main man in their backfields, and assuming everything stays right with their bodies, they're going to be good, and they're still in their prime here ready to produce. So we're keeping guys like that off the list here that have those injury issues from the past that we're not going to read into it. We saw that with McCaffrey last year. We saw that with Taylor last year, that it went in two different directions with those guys. So we're not going to focus on those players, but a little bit later in the draft, uh, based on ADP, ranking, and half-point PPR, who are the riskiest players. So we'll dive right in in a moment. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. And every day, every day, so tomorrow, we will uh, break down another top nine list for you. So keep bringing it here. Check it out. We have a lot of top nine lists coming. We again talk about the safest players. Time to dive in to the riskiest players. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're going to help you dominate your fantasy football draft for the greatest off-season and in-season insight you need. All right, number nine on the list is James Conner of the Cardinals. Now he's a one of uh, many running backs we'll talk about here. Now James Conner, a lot of risk involved. The durability is number one. He's getting near the end of the line here with what the Cardinals want out of him. It's a new coaching staff, so they might be more committee-inclined here with Connor. So it's been a good run for him. Uh, I saw him exceed expectations, especially with the scoring the first couple years here in Arizona. But again, Connor is a limited back. He's a good power back and finish pretty well. He's a decent pass catcher, but I just look at the Cardinals maybe turning the page a little bit. He's had quite a bit of wear and tear. He's had a few injury issues along the way. Look, his career has been fantastic for a guy that battled cancer at Pitt, really made himself into something with his Steelers team right there in town, then cashed in free agency. So good journey for James Conner, but we know these things usually end quicker than we expect here. Again, the wear and tear, he's got 
the injury issues. It goes back to his time in Pittsburgh. And he's getting a little bit older as well. And they put a lot on him in this offense. Again, it's a new offense that you're looking at as well. So James Conner is just a buyer beware. Also see this team opening up more in the passing game. You also have Kyler Murray. We'll see how that plays out. But him not being healthy potentially early in the season is going to hurt the overall offensive production of this team. That's the thing. is We're not sure they're going to be consistently enough in position to score. And if they are, I think that you might see Kyler Murray run a little bit more. Keep in mind, you have the Jonathan Gannon overall head coaching influence here. So that might lead to Kyler Murray doing a little bit more of the Jalen Hurts thing, scoring in the red zone as well. So if the scoring is cut down for Connor and the receiving roles dialed back, you're really relying on just the pure rushing numbers here, the yardage, and that's hard to come by here. So Connor has had a very surprising run here as a good overall back, but I think we're going to fade him hard. He's really ranked pretty higher, so we're not uh, totally investing too much in him to begin with in terms of where he's at now in the ADPs right on the borderline of RB2, but I, I think that's already too high of a ranking for him, so let's just say that, uh, that he should probably be downgraded even more than that, given the uncertain nature of the Cardinals' offense, and just, again, Connor, just the normal age thing and the drop-off could easily come here. So Connor, again, you're not investing a high pick, but that's why he's number nine on this list. We'll go to number eight, and it's DeAndre Swift. And I think there's been some hype about him going to the Eagles in this trade from the Lions, but keep in mind, he's ranked just now outside of the RB2 range. So Connor, well into the flex position, and I think it'll actually fall this year that we didn't see last year. Swift is a little bit buyer beware. I think, you know, He's being drafted a lot earlier than that in certain exercises here because you have Rashad Penny, and that's part of it, the equation in Philadelphia, a guy that can't stay healthy. But Swift has issues staying healthy, and you can't assume that one will be healthy, Swift, over the other with Penny. And I think you have a committee approach that's worked pretty well with situational runners. You still have Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell in the mix. And Gainwell has some of the skill set of Swift. Swift is just a more explosive player at this point. But again, and Connor is already way too high for where he should be drafted, even at that low spot. I think Swift may be about right, but he's still very risky to me. Just given the nature of the Eagles, they can toggle between backs here. You're not exactly sure what role he's going to have. It's kind of interesting that they went with Swift because Miles Sanders was primarily a runner for this team. And Swift may be primarily a receiver here, playing off Penny, who is a pretty much a straight-up runner in Seattle. So... It could be a blown-up committee approach here, just adding a couple of veterans after losing Miles Sanders. So, a little bit concerning. Keep in mind, Sanders had most of those key touches, and then Scott and Gainwell cleaned up. But now you have to have Swift deal with Penny. We'll see if they keep all these backs, but it's a little bit of a crowd here. The durability issues are enough carrying over from Detroit to Philadelphia that I'm going to say buyer beware on this one. So, DeAndre Swift comes in at number 8, ahead of James Conner at number 9 with our riskiest picks in fantasy football. Our number seven player is Joe Mixon. Now, he's been adjusted accordingly based on the rumors that the Bengals are done with him and want to move on. They also drafted Chase Brown, and they have Trayvon Williams, so they're looking at these backs, maybe having a bigger impact with now Samaje Pirine gone and signed with a free agent to deal with the Broncos. So, look, we know Javante Williams is risky in, in itself because he's coming back from injury. You also look at Brees Hall in that. But again, we avoided those type of players because if they're on track to be healthy, they have big roles here. Joe Mixon, however, 
very volatile as an RB2. That's where he's ranked right now. Given the competition, given this is a passing offense, given he slowed down last year, Mixon, talk about a guy that's had some volume and could break down and have a big drop-off. He's definitely one of those candidates here. So he comes in at number seven based on his ranking in ADP. As we look at the nine riskiest picks in fantasy football in 2023, we still have six more players to get to, counting all the way up to number one here. So Number one, uh, just a lot of concerns there, so we'll get to him, but a lot more running backs on the way we need to break down after we just talked about three. But there are some uh, players that are not running backs also that uh, we definitely feel are risky. We'll get to those in our next segment. Hopefully uh, you have uh, had a chance to try Built Bars because they're a delicious snack, but don't have all those sugar and calories. you got to try the best tasting protein bar ever if you have Built if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs will deliver. They're healthy and taste amazing. You won't think they're good for you. you got to try these. What makes Built Bars so good, if you haven't had one? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors, such as churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure if Built keeps doing it, but these bars and puffs taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. You'll get a healthy... Protein pack snack, 17 grams, and they're only 4 grams of sugar, only 130 calories in most Built Bars and Puffs. So now you don't need to wait to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com only, but now you can get them right around the corner at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And if you still want to get those specialty flavors, they're going to be available for Built.com. Always look at the new flavors. They're coming out constantly there. It's a good, fun thing to look at because you can get a different type of delicious treat and keep up the variety there from built.com but walmart's going to give you a four bar box as well you'll find it at the pharmacy section cookies and cream and double chocolate bars or coconut puffs are all available there if you're near sam's club and you want to pop in you can grab a 13 bar box to hold you over there with the brownie batter puff and churro puff among the flavors that are spectacular there that are available so sam's club walmart new places to get your built bars on top of going to built.com you can thank me later but definitely a good time to stock up on built bars and puffs as we try to work out and get healthier all summer long all right it's time to continue the show on locked on fantasy football we're counting down the nine riskiest fantasy football picks in 2023 we've gotten through a uh, Nine through seven, James Conner, running back Cardinals. Number eight, DeAndre Swift, running back Eagles. And number seven, Joe Mixon, running back Bengals. Now it's time to talk about a non-running back. You probably experienced this. Most of you probably have drafted him once in some league, George Kittle. It's just so risky. He's at tight end four now. It's interesting that he's now dropped behind TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews. We love George Kittle. He can put up the numbers. He's just a guy that's going to play at 100 miles an hour, whether he's blocking or receiving, and that can hurt him sometimes, right? His availability can be in question here in the offense, and we're also not sure what the quarterback situation is. He's going to miss Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a guy that trusts him quite a bit. Brock Purdy also may not be ready. So what is the chemistry going to be like? We haven't really seen it much with Trey Lance and George Kittle. Sam Darnold, George Kittle, newcomers to each other. So I'm not sure what you're going to get. I love George Kittle, the player. I love him when he's healthy as a fantasy football player. We know what his upside can be. He can take over games. He was used a little bit more in the red zone down the stretch last season, which was a nice development. But again, Kittle's always coming at that risk because the way he plays. I love the way he plays, but sometimes that's not great for fantasy football and the availability. So 
keep that in mind. Mark Andrews has been rather consistent. TJ Hawkinson has a key role as the number two target behind Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. And of course, Travis Kelsey, we locked him in as one of the safest players in fantasy football. We put him right there with uh, Patrick Mahomes in the top three. So keep that in mind. So you have to have some volatility to match that and Kittle early, especially where you draft him as a tight end four in relation to some other players you could look at. Extremely risky pick here once again. Another player that can't stay on the field and isn't a running back is Keenan Allen. He's getting up there. He turned 31 during the NFL draft. So now can he stay on the field? He's had a history of hamstring and knee issues. Soft tissue is piled up. They drafted another receiver here in Quinton Johnston. So I don't know what you're getting from Keenan Allen if he can stay on the field. They have Josh Palmer who can fill in as well. Mike Williams might actually end up being the number one. We'll see how it diversifies here with uh, now Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Will they open things up a little bit more? Will they be less conservative, work the slot and the possession type passing game here for Justin Herbert? So all these things you need to consider. They definitely upgraded their field stretching ability here with Moore. So Keen Allen, the age, the injuries, the competition, the different style of offense, all these things add up against Keen Allen as a very risky player. He just doesn't feel safe. Remember with Allen, he used to be a guy, okay, plug him in in half point PPR. He's going to rack up a lot of catches. You're going to be good. You're not going to get a lot of touchdowns, but you're going to get the catches and yards. But you can't count on that now based on his uh, recent injury history, and it's really piled up against him over the years as well. So Allen is definitely worth a fade here. That's why he comes in as the number five riskiest pick in fantasy football. Number four, you're probably expecting this guy, Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. Now, the Vikings are trying to move him or maybe straight up cut him. We saw what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. We thought, okay, somebody's going to pick him up. He's been out there for a while. I get it. Dalvin Cook has been more impactful for reality and fantasy more than Ezekiel Elliott of late. But he's still back that's overpaid, and you got to fit him in the lineup somewhere. I think if he ends up somewhere with the Bills, that would be great. And maybe play with his brother and uh, maybe displace Damian Harris, who's got injury issues. But we're not sure what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. That's the bottom line now. He's very risky. If he stays with the Vikings, he's got some more competition. Dwayne McBride on top of Alexander Madison and Kenny Nwangwu. So we're a little bit worried there about Dalvin Cook's current role. We're there with uh, Kevin O'Connell. If he goes to a team like the Rams, you're going to worried with Cam Akers being there, right? Uh, similar type of offense, but Akers is somebody you have to contend with along with Zach Evans. So there's not a lot of great places right now for Dalvin Cook to find a surefire key role, and including Minnesota. So we got to put him on the list because if he gets cut, that changes the game. He's not part of this backfield and leading it. They'll have to pivot to kind of a committee of Madison and McBride and some of the others, so it's uh, tough. They also have Ty Chandler, who's a very talented back that they can look at. We've talked about him as well. So Dalvin Cook crops up here. Again, they're talking about trading him, but now it could be a straight-up release, and that would not be good, of course, at all for Cook's value, trying to find a home that we can uh, trust here. So Dalvin Cook, we pretty much have to take off our board until we have a bit of clarity on if he's still going to be a Viking in 2023. All right, we have three more players left. Hint, they're all running back, so we'll get to that all the way to the top. One massive name there. These are based on ADPs and rankings and half-point PPR, according to Fantasy Pros right now. So the bigger names and the bigger ranked players are going to have more volatility and be riskier because you're investing a higher pick in them. So we'll break down those top three, reveal those here after we tell you that Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. 
your fantasy team every day. Every day is again exciting to have you with us as we do our top nine list series here going along. So you never know what we're going to do. We probably will do the opposite if we do safest, we'll do riskiest, that type of thing. But we'll get through a lot of cool lists here to help you advance scout for fantasy football before we get to all 32 teams and ask the core question ahead of the 2023 season. All right, it is time to close the show and look at our top three riskiest fantasy football players to pick in 2023. Let's recap here. Number nine, James Conner, Cardinals running back. Number eight, DeAndre Swift, Eagles running back. Number seven, Joe Mixon, your Bengals running back. At number six, George Kittle, 49ers tight end. At number five, Keenan Allen, Chargers wide receiver. And number four, Dalvin Cook, Vikings running back. It's time to go back to the running back well. And we're going with Aaron Jones. Yep, he makes the cut. New offense here with Jordan Love leading the way. More wide-open passing game. We have A.J. Dillon running for a contract here. He can cut in more to Jones' work. So I think they'll reestablish Dillon a little bit more after the disappointing season last year. I think there's a good chance they could pivot to Dillon into a key role here. Again, he's playing for a contract not just in Green Bay, but maybe elsewhere based on Jones' presence. There's the Packers. They could also make Jones the odd man out here next year. So something to watch for with this backfield that Dillon has a key role again here with Jones. You're not expecting this offense to move the ball as well with Jordan Love. I think they'll have a little bit of drop-off. I know Aaron Rodgers struggled a little bit last year as well, but I see this team transitioning more to passing team. They also have more passing pop here with Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, joined by the three rookie wide receivers. You also have Luke Musgrave at tight end. So there's some competition there in the passing game for Jones' touches as well as in the running game because of the presence of Dylan and red zone looks. So, the curb receptions, the curb touchdown opportunities, you're going to be basing a lot of yards from scrimmage with Aaron Jones, but very risky. He's been a pretty durable guy throughout his career because of having some guys to help, including A.J. Dillon now. In the past, we had uh, one Jamal Williams in that role, so they've been uh, protective of Aaron Jones, but the volume is added up here with the receiving and the running here, so he's up there. I mean, it's just very volatile based on The Jordan Love-led offense could be pass-happier. All things considered, Jones uh, needs to be flagged here as one of the riskier picks. The next guy and number two on the list is Kenneth Walker, the Seahawks running back. Now, year two, we should be excited, right? Except that they took another running back with a lot of talent in the second round and Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA via Michigan. So, wow, this is a surprising pick that happened, but... Now, all of a sudden, the crowd, right? You also have Kenny McIntosh, who they're high on. So they're rebooting with a couple more young backs there with Kenneth Walker. But we know that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks can be fickle with the running backs. We saw that with Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And injuries can pile up. Walker, remember, started the year with that sports hernia yeah, injury. So you got to deal with that. And a couple of rookies on his heels. Charbonnet being a good power back. You have McIntosh being a good change of pace. Pretty talented backs so that they're excited about. So little concerned about Kenneth Walker. Again, if you lock him up with Charbonnet as a handcuff, it's less risky for sure. But when you look at it, I mean, Kenneth Walker, we thought he was going to be slam dunk potential RB1, given the workhorse role he has in the Seattle offense, but that's not going to be the case anymore. They moved on from Travis Homer. They moved on from Rashad Penny. So they rebooted their youthful depth behind Walker. And again, that can be a little bit concerning. So definitely coming with some risk if you take him as an RB1 here in 2023. The final 
number one riskiest player. This is not a good designation for sure that uh, you want to maybe avoid in fantasy football. You might already feel this, but it's Derrick Henry. I mean, you got to say that. I mean, we've been saying the wheels are going to come off a little bit. We've seen the injury issues pile up through his high volume. He's not quite at that 30-year mark, but man, the Titans have really run him ragged, haven't they? They've made him carry the load quite a bit, really literally put their team on their back. It's an offense that doesn't have a lot of upside either. They didn't have any receiving pop last year. You're not sure who the quarterback is going to be between Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis. I don't think Malik Willis is going to be in the mix. This offensive line took a hit. I know they're in a good hands here with Peter Skaronsky helping them inside with his blocking the rookie first-round pick that they took ahead of Levis, but they have some other issues trying to replace uh, Taylor Lewan with Andre Dillard on the left side. So this offensive line definitely in transition that you're seeing for the Titans, I think their whole offense is in transition, right? They drafted Ty J. Spears, who's a change of pace, receiving type back out of Tulane that has some Alvin Kamara type comparisons. They definitely want to open up the passing game. They looked at more field stretching at tight end with uh, Josh Weil added to Chiga Conquo, adding a little bit of pop with uh, Traylon Burks as well last year. So this offense may be trying to modernize a little bit. That's why they actually invested. That second round pick and quarterback, I know there was rumored they would take Levis in the first, but for all intents and purposes, he's a first round pick for me. He's a back end first round pick based on the way things, I mean, just was one spot out of the traditional top 32. So that's how you have to look at it. This offense, again, with a rookie quarterback could be shaky. It's already in trouble with Tannehill. I don't think you'll see Willis out there. So Derrick Henry, the atmosphere of the offense around him, his wear and tear, the injuries, the past workload, the newer competition, all this stuff add up against Derrick Henry being very risky as an RB1. And also you're not going to get anything in the pass catching game out of him. So you really need the rushing yards and, and touchdowns. If you don't get those as much, Derrick Henry is going to disappoint and be a very risky pick here in your fantasy football drafts. So there you have it. There's a look at your nine riskiest picks in fantasy football. Counting down James Conner, number nine. DeAndre Swift, 8, Joe Mixon, 7, George Kittle, 6, Keenan Allen, 5, Dalvin Cook, 4, Aaron Jones, 3, Kenneth Walker, 2, and Derrick Henry, the king of a dubious distinction here at number 1 on our list. So thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day we'll have another fun top 9 list for you to break down for fantasy football in 2023 to close the week here on Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.